The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Metronomics. Today's broadcast is a feature from the Liberty Roundtable with Sam Bushman. Earlier this year, a friend of Medjugorje began to be featured on the Liberty Roundtable with Sam Bushman several times a month. They speak about current news topics of the day, and oftentimes the broadcasts are very fast-paced, moving from one topic to the next very quickly. The reason we wanted to play this for you today is so that you can understand how when you are into the messages... Everything that you hear in the news is easily interpretable. And so you're going to hear a friend of Medjugorje's take on a number of different topics that Sam presents to him. The broadcast began with almost 10 minutes of news recap, followed by Sam speaking to a friend of Medjugorje, asking him his thoughts on that news. And so this is the Liberty Roundtable with Sam Bushman featuring a friend of Medjugorje. Well, without further ado, news that Edwards reviews to use today starts now. Terry Culler Francesco, well-known founder of Caritas of Birmingham, well-known covenant community, is with us once again, mej.com, his website. Welcome back, Terry. Thank you. Glad to be here, Sam. All right. What do you think of all that news? Any comments before we uh, take on the news of the day? Well, it's pretty interesting. You know, you're really in the context of saying demons are let loose. 
And throughout history, when that happens, when evil grows, we know there's activity on the earth that happens. But also it causes us and the good and those people who have good in their heart to cry out, which brings forth the angels to help fight the spiritual battle. So there is an unseen battle taking place. And you can see the positions of some of these people's hearts are full of darkness and influenced by Satan. And that's where we're missing the boat on a lot of this news that's being announced for the talk show host and people out there, and especially the ones that's well-known. They always say, I don't know why they think that way, or the Democrats think this way. It's evil. We've got to start tying that to it. It's just not natural to be propagating some of the things you were just talking about as far as news as legitimate. Yeah, and that's why I always put it in a God, family, country context and the protection of life, liberty, and property. Because when you think about it that way, it always puts it in perspective. Look, we don't look to government for solutions. We look to God. Government has limited power based on the consent of the governed, based on divided, delegated authority, uh, with the checks and balances vertical and horizontal. We need to keep that front and center. We'll never make America great again unless America becomes moral again. And as long as we keep those fundamentals in place, we can debate every principle, discuss every issue. It's not political. It's moral. And we can talk about the moral high ground. We can talk about, hey, it's not my decision of what's right and wrong. Um, I learn from God, and I obey, and when I do, I get blessings, and when I don't, hey, things the wheels fall off. It's that simple, right? Yeah, we got to see all this in that context. Once you do, you can understand how to be on the playing field and how to battle it, because you can't debate these people. You're not going to talk them into coming to your side. process of conversion and changing one to another position can work for those who have open hearts. Chuck Schumer, all these people, they have no open heart. Nancy Pelosi does not have an open heart. These people have an agenda. They're not going to change. They're filled with evil things. And we're letting them define what's going on in the culture. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Terry Color Francesco, our guest. He's the founder and director of Caritas of Birmingham, an incredible covenant Catholic community in Birmingham, Alabama. They do a phenomenal job. MEJ.com, Terry's Books. They fired the first shot, a 2012 offering still available now. Incredible. Big book. That's amazing. Now, I want to back up to a different topic because, I, uh, you know, violence is one of the big issues. But they're using every issue of divide, whether it's male and female, whether it's black and white, whether it's people of different religions. Um, they're using everything. Liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat. I mean, it's divide, 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 divide. And literally, they even try to make the conservatives not get along. Uh, we need to defy that, ladies and gentlemen. We need to stand together and say, listen, we are Americans. We have the right to our own conscience and our own beliefs. As long as we're respectful, we need to base our viewpoints on principle. And when a principle is right and good, we need to back it and support it and make it popular the best we can. When it's wrong or bad, we need to call it what it is. It's evil. It's wrong. It's immoral. And we're not going to, we're not going to be silent about that. We're going to be honorable and stand up and call a spade a spade. And we're going to ignore their divide lines. And we're going to unite on the principles that matter most. That is God, family, country. That is the protection of life, liberty, and property. Now, I bring that up because Donald Trump uh, tweeted out and said, hey, bad environmental laws. Oh, by the way, they're dividing us on the environment. You know, hey, is your footprint too large? Are you an environmentalist? Are you, you know, are you a tree hugger? Or are you a um, destroy the environment on your fantastic largesque living? Right? They divide on that discussion. Well, anyway, Donald Trump said bad environmental laws. Make California wildfires worse. Now, we talk on the radio a lot about God. You know, punishes the wicked. And, and, you know, we got all these natural disasters going on. And, well, you read scripturally speaking, um, 
and you find out that, you know what, the more we violate God's laws, the more these disasters are going to come up upon us. Prophets are fo have foretold these realities to us for a long time. Let's not ignore that reality, that component. But um, experts are now saying decades of mismanagement has turned U.S. forests into slow-motion time bombs, if you will. You take away logging, grazing, proper maintenance, and you get fire bombs. And then you got Death Valley. That's one of the hottest places on Earth looking at world record breaking heat. You put all that together and you've created another massive battle where people tend to get violent. Terry? Well, we've lost our wisdom. I, uh, when I moved into the valley here, it's never been populated really and developed since the Indians. There were people here that was part of the War of 1812 and they gave a lot of these veterans lands here in the valley. But it never developed. After World War II, everybody moved into the cities. So we, we live with thousands of acres around us. So some of the old-timers, when I got out here, told me that when they were kids, walking in the early 1900s here, you could see for a mile underneath the woods. And they said the Indians every year would burn the land off. Well, why did they do that? Wisdom. Because you want to burn the undergrowth and, the, and for hunting purposes, plus to protection. And we, we've grown stupid uh, when we start looking the environment as God instead of God's over the environment. We don't have wisdom, so we come up with methods and things that we think is helping things, which in fact doesn't. I know in the Redwood Forest, if you've visited there in California, a few years ago, a lot of redwoods, which are thousands of years old, burn up because of the undermass was piled up for over a foot. And you see these burned out trees. The wood doesn't rot. And it was really stark seeing that. And it was not just poor management. It's something from, again, evil. Evil blocks wisdom. And we have an agenda to take the land from the people by coming on saying we're protecting it. In the book, they find the first shot. I talked about this, that the uh, report concerning the habitat by the United Nations Conference on Human Settlement. And it's kind of scary what they said. They had this meeting in Vancouver in May or June uh, 1976, and they said this, Land cannot be treated as an ordinary asset controlled by individuals and subject to pressures and inefficiencies of the market. Private land ownership is also a principal instrument of accumulation and concentration of wealth and therefore contributes to social injustice. This is an amazing statement, and that's made in 1976, but it takes decades to get this policy instituted through all the institutions and mentalities, and we have it. It continues. It says, if unchecked, it may become a major obstacle and planning and implementation of development schemes. So it's a scheme. If they don't come up to take the land privately and use it how they think it should be, we're scheming. So that one road tells you about everything in it. It continues. It says the provision of decent dwellings and healthy conditions for people can only be achieved if land is used in the interest of society as a whole. And then it says public control of land use is therefore indispensable. So what you were talking about, Sam, all this is tied to that. It's interesting that 
1828 Dictionary amazingly uses a sentence to define scheme. It says a historical scheme of supplying our wants by lopping off our desires is like cutting off our feet when we want shoes. So all this land grab is really against private ownership, and it's a social injustice. That's the mentalities we have in government, and it's really scary. I remember watching Sarah Palin when she was running as the vice president. There was a scene showing her walking down the hallway, and there was a hallway teed off into the hallway, and there was standing Henry Kissinger. This guy's dark. This guy's a world order. He's behind a lot of this stuff with his elites. But he stated this in 1970. He says, you control oil and you control the nations. Control food and you can control the people. Control money and you control the world. This is their mindset. This is not stuff that's difficult, that's hard to uncover. So we see all these things and these arguments that bring forth to us, well, we've got to do this and we've got to protect these things. And we're underneath the loss of our own sovereignty of private property, really because of our own sins. So the first place we've got to change and attack is ourselves. And then God will fulfill his promises to that. Those promises are the righteous will never be uprooted, but the wicked will remain in the land. That's in Proverbs. The other one in Proverbs refers to this. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. Another one in Psalms says, wait for the Lord, keep his way. He will promote you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked is cut off. This is where we are, people. And this is what we have to change in our thinking and our mentality is that first we got to get our own house in shape, become pure before God live as commandments, and many of these things will be broken. So if we're going to sit there and wait and thank our legislators and we're going to vote these things out, we're wrong. It's our change, our change of our heart, and how we look at these things, and we have to understand it. We have to go into these things about who is treating the land as an ordinary asset, which was by us, and why do they want to change that? And we need to look at the uh, inscription, if you will, on the Liberty Bell. It's Leviticus 25.10. It reads, Proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all the inhabitants thereof. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's critical. That's what we're doing on the radio. Terry Color Francesco, our guest, he's the founder and director of Caritas of Birmingham, a friend of Medjugorje, mej.com their website check it out an incredible covenant community you can go visit them and learn what they're doing tremendous christian beliefs plenty of prayer plenty of living by example you gotta love that but we're talking about these divide on every single fault line they can find and it's pure evil we got to reject it and the liberty bell really reminds me of what our job is proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all the inhabitants thereof there you have it. Uh, they're even battling over plastic straws. All right. I don't know if you know about the gun. You know, you always say, make my day, come and take it. You know, that's the gun kind of battle, right? Well, now they're taking the gun battle through uh, online memes to be the straw battle. Uh, meme warriors in California fight California plastic straw ban. 
This is just a little bit of what we're talking about. It's divide and conquer. Now you're either a pro-straw person or an anti-straw person, Terry. Well, that's absurd. Starbucks is doing it. Disney World's going to change it, and they're already in the process. And some of these huge corporations, restaurants are changing. They're actually fining the waiter. I think it's like two or $300 if you serve a plastic straw in some of these areas who's already adopting this. But it, it's the fear of being looked upon as negative. So these corporations, they're scared to death to do anything just instead of standing up saying, we're not going to do that. We're not going to change it because all this is hot air. We are intimidated by things that threaten us. Well, a good example is, is Papa John, the CEO of Papa John Pizza. He had to resign because he said the N-word. I don't know what kind of context he said it in, but what makes the N-word any different than any other word that's said with hatred? The sin is what's in the heart. If you pronounce something, you say it, you say it with hatred, then you sinned. Because hate is sin, and it's from the devil. But we're in here in the South. We have a strong black population that says this all day long. I'm around them. I hear them say it. So how can that be said? Or just the word, how does society put so much emphasis that this word is so bad that you make a CEO resign because he was heard saying that. Who's putting that power on that and behind it when you can even say this in verbiage that is not biblically a sin? If you just say the word, what's behind it is what makes it bad or racist. And so we got God's name being used in vain on radio. You hear it all over the place. That's a sin. You don't have to say it with hate. That's the commandment. You're violating it. And nobody objects to this. And you can hear people say that they said this is so horrible, the N-word, but compared to God's name being used vain, they have no problem with it. I want to chime in here on this. They're, they're starting to create more and more and more words you can't say. Yes, it's, it's, yes. well, they have to have this precedent. So we go from the N-word to what else? I'm Italian. You can call me a WAP. I don't care. Well, and to me, it comes down to just general respect, but I'm not so sure that we should basically destroy the lexicon nevertheless, and we certainly shouldn't be erasing history. But you can take the Lord's name in vain all day long. In fact, it's encouraged and promoted, but you can't say the N-word. Uh, where's this going to go? All right, well, let's talk about how much do you know about Fortnite? Fortnite is a video game that kids are playing now, and it's on the computer and it's on the phones. They just released this idea saying Fortnite is officially available for Android now. Download it today. It's been on the rival iPhone since last year, but it's on the computer. People plug these controllers in, and kids play Fortnite. It's a multi-user game. Uh, there's a debate about it being first shooter, and that's a very a difficult term to define. But nevertheless, it's a shooter game. It's a violent game. It's really a destroy everything and, and take everybody's stuff game. But I bring it up because now parents are hiring Fortnite tutors for their kids. So here's the bottom line. If you want to be a happening, popular kid these days, you got to be a Fortnite expert. And if you can't play well, you're kind of a nobody, right? It's kind of like football used to be back in the day, right? So now they're actually getting Fortnite tutors to help their kids be good at mastering these, quote, video games. I submit to you that this is literally destroying patriotism all over the country. They say patriotism is dropping in America because we're so tied up with bread and circus. Uh, that we can't focus on God, family, country anymore. We can't focus on the protection of life, liberty, and property. When parents literally pay money, instead of for your kid to take piano lessons or voice lessons or flute lessons or uh, maybe you get a math tutor so you can do well in your curriculum, 
uh, or, or your schooling or whatever. Now they're literally paying for video game tutors for children. Uh, and, and these video games uh, really teach children to be first shooter violent, so to speak. Uh, Terry, do you want to speak to this? Because I think it backs a lot into your book and the discoveries that you made there. Well, I think we have what we said earlier is uh, we're letting an enemy define what's good and what's bad. How can a parent that's got any intellectual thought or reflection want to do something like this? And yes, we had the word change patriotism to nationalism because nationalism is a negative thing. And so what you're saying, yeah, this is destroying patriotism is true and it's destroying our country. The bottom line, what we have in front of us is we are letting somebody else dictate to us what is good and what is bad. Just like we talked about you and I about the verbiage of a word. Words aren't bad in and of themselves. They're bad by what's behind it. And for us to have people defining these things or Fortnite video games is from the devil. We don't say that because it's like crossing over a taboo, like, oh, you're just saying this is the devil. Yeah, the devil's very active. And we've always got to go back to that to realize why these things can propagate into a family. Why, why would a father allow that? Why would a mother do that? It doesn't make any sense except we're under the influence of darkness. Parents are dele- deceived into believing that it's harmless, that it's no big deal, it's just a little bit of fun, come on, it's just the next gen in video games. They don't really realize what's being done. We've shifted from, you know, pinball back in the 70s uh, to uh, first shooter games, which means it's, it, it's not like I'm just shooting little avatars or little things. It, it's where I'm literally shooting uh, people and representations of people, and, and we take away these these little tidbits at a time and move the narrative further and further and further. Now, it's not as bad as like um, Grand Theft Auto or some of these other real games. Some would say, Sam, those are avatars. They're not quite first shooter. But when you can start spending money to buy things and get things and obtain things, and when you destroy things, and when you're the last man, quote, standing, um, the avatars represent people. It's kind of a blurry first shooter game idea. And we've moved the needle, moved the needle, and I don't think parents are caught up on the reality of the studies behind this and what's really happening here. A lot of these are Christians, and you put that in the context, well, what are they thinking? Well, we've got a mentality in Christianity. Well, God takes me where I am and where he calls me. That's true. But he's not going to leave you where you are. And if you're not growing and you don't have wisdom, you don't see these things, it's the fault of not only the church but ourselves because we're not growing as Christians. If we had the real strength of Christ, these things couldn't propagate and flourish. Patriotism is dropping. Americans are fighting over straws as they educate their kids in first shooter video games, literally uh, funding tutors to teach their kids to be good at these games. I mean, it's disaster on steroids. Speaking of steroids, mix that with all the drugs for the youth, prescription drugs to fight this idea that they get depressed and etc., uh, etc. Et Instead of discovering the real reasons why there might be chemical imbalances, we just medicate, 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 and then wonder why things go off the rails. And then the shooters basically say, well, I had voices in my head. And, I mean, it goes right on down the road. But don't worry. The media now omits this New Mexico compound. These leaders in New Mexico were training children to be basically shooters. But they omit the compounds Muslim ties, Terry. Well, what you're saying right now, if you add these up in an addition of mathematical and you add up to an equation, is what made the church grow. We always been persecuted. All these things from the shooter training for that, the things in the schools, all this, both of you, you just mentioned, it suppresses us. 
But we have to look at the same principle, what results from that being pressed is what grew Christianity. When it got fat and lazy, when everything was going its way, McCain, if he had been elected when he ran, we would be deteriorating on our side, but we're growing. Obama gave us Trump. We had to get so messed up, we were dragged out of our house to go vote by our impetus to realize, hey, we got to do something. And so the crushing effect, the persecution effect, the betraying of the church that we see even with Christians doing their own church is really making us consolidate and become a small, more powerful church like a Navy SEAL team. It's the same principle what they do. They can do more four guys going in than a whole platoon going in. And so we're being tried by fire. We're being formed to be more stronger. We actually are getting our positions evaluated by self-evaluation that we shouldn't be just doing things by debate. Our acts and our fight is prayer and fighting by acts of love, loving our God, people seeing that, holding the commandments, and living that. Through that, we don't have to be deliberating too much. We have to be acting on our own lives how we live it. Because that other side, on all those things y'all just again mentioned, is bankrupt. Nobody in the reality of life would chose those things. We fall to it. They indoctrinate people. They recruit people for, th- for shooting, yes. But these things will have a boomerang effect back upon themselves because they're wicked. They're not going to dwell in the land. We have the promises. When we understand these principles, we can look at every political situation, every argument, every wickedness that's coming out there and use it to consolidate us and make us stronger. All right. Speaking of this, I guess everybody's kind of backing away from Twitter and and Facebook and all these big services. They've been shutting down Alex Jones. They're shutting down other people. But hosting provider Microsoft now has given Gab 48 hours to uh, punish two of its users, take down their posts, or be pulled from the Microsoft service. Um, This is an example where Gab built its infrastructure on Azure, which is a Microsoft kind of server infrastructure, if you will. Now you got the underlying server infrastructure pulling services uh, to try to control this narrative. Terry? Well, this is very dangerous. And this is where they, they want to defeat us. And because of that, having the control of it, and we're feeding them by being members of Facebook and all these other things, we support them. And we're, we have the numbers. They don't. And yet, we still go back to the point I made in the beginning and a couple of times already. We're letting our enemy dictate to us what's going to happen. And all we have to do is pull out. But this is a real threat to us, probably one of the greatest threats facing us, because they can destroy businesses. They can stop your radio broadcast. Whatever they want to do with algorithms, we've seen it. They're doing it. And where will this go? Well, evil rules... And until we rule, it's going to continue. So what, what is the solution? It really just comes back. We've got to become stronger in who we are first and live in the life. And then we can do things at the ballot box. Trump is a godsend. Trump is a Cyrus who saved the Jewish people. Trump has a background no worse than Mary Magdalene or anybody else or Matthew the tax collectors. But he stepped up to the plate when he stepped in the presidential office. And he's, he's growing. He's growing through cognition. 
He's growing in his values. He's doing more for Christianity than any president we've had in, in recent modern history, including Reagan, who was a great, great man. But we're in a different time and a different kind of style of what we're fighting, and Trump is the man of the hour. So we don't put our hope in Trump. We put our hope in God, what he does through Trump. And we see that. He hears the wrong, and he, ad- he addresses it. And there's a lot of things we don't even hear. You have to go on the White House website and look at his schedule that day and pull clips and hear what this guy's saying. And so the resistance against him is a resistance against us. In the end, is our is our solution. We need to have solutions to these things, and we need to stand up and get strong. And it starts with cleaning the inner vessel. It starts with repentance and forgiveness. It starts with relying on the atonement of Jesus Christ. It starts relying on obeying God's laws. And now the Pentagon begins work on, quote, military space force. Donald mentioned it a couple of months ago. They say it'll be the first military agency created since 1947, and it'll be the sixth armed service to join the Air Force, the Army, the Marine Corps, Navy, and Coast Guard. What do you think of that, Terry? Well, I think it's fantastic. Yay, we're for this. We, our, our Schumer, I think it was yesterday, say a clip we pulled, that we are militarizing space. This is very dangerous. We can't do this. This is wrong. It's about, it's about national defense, which the Constitution calls for, sir. Even Ron yeah. Paul supports this appropriate agenda. It's the most valuable space involvement government has any right to even be in. Well, Russia's already doing it. China's doing it. And we're going to sit there and let them take over because they know the greatest thing they can do is knock our satellites out. We're doing nothing compared to what they're doing right now and research and trying to do it. We can surpass them. I think it's something we should do. We have to do it. We're forced to do it. It'd be nice not having to go in there, but that's not the reality. We go out every morning. I go out at 3 o'clock outside, uh, 3 to 4 usually, every morning. Sometimes it's 5 to 6. But you see the stars. You see satellites all the time. Sometimes we see the International Space Lab. You can see these things. The space is filled with this. Do you know what they have as far as the capability of reading years ago? Not now. I don't know what they can do now. I'm just reading a car tag from a satellite. And we're not going to have a space force? And they're condemning it? Why is the Democrats doing that? Why are they resisting that? Why are some of the Republicans resisting Because they want to make America weak to control us from a global governance. And they know that the stronger America is, the less likely that is to happen. I think we need a space force. I'm not really for more government, but I do realize when there is a proper role of government need uh, and we can delegate authority for that, hey, we can shift and get rid of a lot of these unconstitutional government agencies and things and, and, and focus on what's needed. Well, there's a lot of efficiencies. I remember in the 60s when everybody was saying, not everybody, but the people were saying we should give the money to the poor. We're spending all these hundreds of millions of dollars on the sp- to go into the moon and, and in outer space. What a waste. You know who benefited the most from space exploration? Poor people. Plastics came in, composites came in, things got cheaper, production changed. It benefited humanity far greater than it did the rich people. And the argument is always against where you're making a step toward good in civilization that darkness is always trying to block that. But I think the Space Force is is not only something exciting, it's important. It's a necessity. There's no doubt about it. And um, we need to realize that it's the defense of the greatest country on the face of the earth that's critical here. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. 
There he goes, doing a phenomenal job. Get a hold of MEJ.com if you want to visit their covenant community. They're doing some incredible stuff over there, folks. Check it out, MEJ.com. For Sam and Terry, we declare we the people. Along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. The only question left is, are you going to help? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic. And that was A Friend of Medjugorje featured on the Liberty Roundtable with Sam Bushman. You can hear A Friend of Medjugorje on the Liberty Roundtable several times a month. But this is just one sampling of how easily interpretable news and world events become when your life is surrounded by the messages. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, BVM Pilgrimages, Medjugorje.com, and Radio Wave, good day. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.